Okay, welcome to Off the Woodwork podcast. Uh, today we've got a very special guest, uh, Scott Jamieson, captain of Melbourne City. But before we talk to Scott, better just introduce ourselves. We've got myself, Jimmy, I'm a Wellington Phoenix supporter, long suffering. We've got Giuseppe, who's a Melbourne City fan. He's had he's had some good times in recent recent years, of course. And Lovey, great to see you, mate, wearing your victory cap. And you've really been uh, piping up a lot more recently, I've noticed. Yes, yeah, so I have a couple of questions for us, if he doesn't mind. Okay, right. So, hey, thanks so much for coming on, Scott. It's an honour to have you here. Thanks very much for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Well, just to introduce you a little bit, Scott, not that you need it, but you've played 100 senior appearances for City. Um, you're their all-time A-League most capped player. You've had three goals from uh, left back. You've represented Australia four times, travelled overseas, did a stint in Sweden. And in 2018, after just one year at City, you were made captain. You've experienced some great success winning the FFA Cup back in 2017. And of course, winning the A-League as captain uh, last year, which is really... Um, uh, recapped a bit of a renaissance for the club, really. This year, you're sitting in fifth. You've got a game in hand. So thanks so much for coming on. And and how's the season going, Scott? Are you confident from here? Uh, yeah, always confident. Um, but in saying that, we would have liked to have, have racked up more wins. Um, you know, the way the season's gone so far, it, it has been top start due to, obviously, the, the obvious one being COVID and um, you know, throughout pre-season, it was interrupted, but um, it's been the same for every team, you know, and uh, there's no excuses there. But, uh, yeah, like I said, we, we would have liked a few more wins. You know, we, we've had, you know, draws, obviously, against Victory and on the weekend against the Wanderers, which, um, you know, there was opportunities in both games to, to kill it off, and, and we didn't. So, um, as we stand, yeah, obviously, definitely, definitely um, would have liked more wins, but, you know, we're, 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 we're a group that believes in what we do and what we've done. And what we can do so um albeit not happy but um there's, there's, there's a lot of optimism around the group that uh, you know we're ready to go on a run if, if we continue to work hard that's great um and just first question for me scott's just around obviously you've had COVID for a couple of years now but um how, how do you handle it you know you're sort of preparing for a game and then it's been postponed you don't really know when like how do you how do you sort of how does it impact your preparation? I think it's it's become the normal if I can say that uh, you know it's, it's been the um, you know it's been like the world the world's been on that for the last two to three years and, and, and it's become a, a way of life where you know things are so upside down you know in regards to just normal living whether it be going places and, and having to check in or you know not being able to travel or you know being in lockdown so it's just kind of transferred it into the football. Um, and with that, you know, we've had postponements due to, you know, the, the, the COVID infiltrating the, the, the club. And, um, you know, you've you had to isolate for seven days being close contact. So uh, I think as a group, we've, we've, we've learned to adapt to things. You know, we did it two years ago when, when we had to go into a hub in Sydney. And from, ever, from there on, it's been like that. But... Um, it's a way of life, like I said. It'd be a lot different if, if life was normal and football was like this, but for everyone, it's the same. So as a group, we've tried to adapt, and, and you try and adapt as quickly as possible. But 
you find new challenges along the way and, and you have to accept them and, and move on with them. Nice. Over to you, lovey. Yeah, we'll let the fanboy GP go last. He probably got the most favourable questions. I've um, I, what I want to know is, Scotty, I was at the I was at the Derby. Uh, was it just before Christmas? And um, I've been to a few previously, but that one, that one, that game itself was one of the best I've been to. For, uh, in fact, if not the best Derby. Um, what's it like as a player though? Who, that's involved in those in those particular things. You're seeing all the other codes, um, all of their their big big rivalries and all the rest of it. I get a sense that the victory versus City derby is probably the biggest one now in in the A League. How do you, as a player, um, feel about that? Do you prepare differently, or is it just what what's, what are your own expectations and, and the team's expectations going into a derby? What's different about it? I think the build up is certainly different. Uh, you know, when you have the Derby game, uh, you know, there, there's a lot more hype. Uh, there's a lot more interest in it, which is fantastic. You know, I wish it was, I wish it was like that every week with with, with our games or, or any of the games in the A League, not just derbies. But yeah, when it comes to the lead up, more hype about it, a lot more interest, uh, um, a lot more people talking about it. And then when it comes to the game, yeah, look, the, obviously the obvious one is, is the crowd, and you know, both sets of fans. Um, and especially the victory fan, I'm, I'm not going to just turn a blind eye. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess yeah. And the other, the other question I want to ask is, um, when the A League's had some brilliant internationals over the years, but also some really good local talent, what are you, what are your probably your two toughest players you've played in the A League over the last uh, ever since you started? I mean, are there two or three really strong players that stand out for you that you thought, bloody hell, that was hard? Um, yeah, good question. I think when it comes to players I've played against and um, for it to be a memorable battle, um, I wouldn't necessarily have been hard, but it's been a battle. And, and, you know, the first one I had a lot of battles against would probably be Costa, Barbarousas, you know, a lot of times he was a victory um, and coming up against him. And um, I never came out of a game thinking, shit, that was hard, but I knew I came out of a game thinking it was a competitive battle. And, and for me, that's... Uh, that, that, that's always uh, a good a good thing. I think you know sometimes um, you know especially against Costa, there's, there's always a chance you'll be on your toes. So for me, I mean, he's always one that comes to mind. Um, no one else really springs to mind. Uh, I think probably Costa, just due to the, the, the I guess the, the stage of the game, looping with the derby, um, and then a lot coming through. Um, and I played against them with. Perth Glory in the, the major elimination finals and things like that. Western Sydney Wonders have always had good battles with him. So he's always been a player that's, um, you know, always been enjoyable to play against uh, and, and compete against. It's a good, it's a good, um, I've noticed over the last few years, it's become a, a really good feeder. I, I don't like saying that either, but it, it, let's face it, we've had a, a lot of very, very good, good young footballers that were in A League that have now gone across to. Europe, uh, for instance, um, you know, particularly up near the, you know, Sweden and all those different um, Scandinavian countries or across the continent of Europe and England. It, is that the feeling you get as well? That particularly when you look at our national team, that, that there seems to be quite a big flavour of guys that will come from Europe to come back to represent Australia as well now. I do, um, you know, and I, but I also think you know what what, what lens you look through is how you judge. The, the competition and definitely throughout the last few years, there's it, definitely gone the, the, the way the league's gone is has gone younger. Um, 
and nothing wrong with that. You know, I definitely feel there's there's some good talent that that has been exposed and and, and shown. But um, you know, I, I look back on you know, the early years of the A League and 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 the way the the league was set out. It, it was a much older league, and I'm not talking about you know old old boys, but it was a much more mature league. So you know, the way the league goes now is it's definitely a younger league, and I think it's great. But I also do believe that you know the balance has to be. Um, has to be fine, and, and and that comes with you know good overseas players, but also good good local players at a at a good mature age to help the young ones come through. Um, you know, I've seen play, people talk about having caps of young players playing and all this stuff, but you know, I I don't think we need to turn into a a, a training league as such where we just allow young players to play when when they don't deserve it. Yeah, what do you think, Scotty? In terms of this, the, the standard overall of the A League, do you think do you think the whole competition's really improving? Yeah, I think there's definitely an appeal for players um, both ways. You know, some to start out here and then go overseas. But uh, I'm a believer if, you, if you're leaving the A League, then you're leaving the A League to go play in a first team environment rather than go into an academy environment. Um, I'm a believer if you can play first team football at this age in Australia do it and then if you get the opportunity to go overseas make sure it's one where um, no play is guaranteed but you're in an environment where you're competing for a first team spot uh, I don't really see the positive I don't really see the positive come out of it if you're playing first team football in the A-League but then you go to an overseas academy unless you've gone to Barcelona or Real Madrid it's a different story but um, you know players coming back from overseas it, it, it's a good avenue too uh, but like I said there's, 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 there's got to be a fine balance firstly the young players have to deserve the opportunity they can't be given it um, and, and then secondly, you know, it's about trying to enhance those opportunities for these players that are, are good enough to, to really kick on and, and, and do well overseas and for the national team. Hey, good day, Scotty. Uh, I'm the city support. I try to make this as less biased as possible. So a few quick, a few quick fire questions. So uh, you won the Rising Star Award in your first season and haven't won it since. Why is that? Um, I made up a rule that because I won it once, I wouldn't do it ever again. I give other people opportunities to win personal awards. So that was the, um, I won it my first year. So I said, why well, win in the second or third year? So that was the reason. Oh, very humble of you. Yeah. Uh, you would have played against uh, Patrick Casanova as a player, and now you are coached by him. Uh, what's that like? Uh, yeah, it's, um, albeit I never had really any. Uh, I guess interactions with him, him being a centre back and, and me being a left back. But um, no, I do remember remember him playing for for Melbourne Heart at the time, and um, you know he was a name that once he came back to the A League, it was it was well spoken about because of the illustrious career he had as a, a, a soccer root, but also as a player that, that competed the championship and, and the SBL. So um, as a coach, yeah, it's different. We never really talk about playing against each other. Um, but uh, I think it's different for, say, someone who's Jamie McLaren, who, who, who would have come up against him directly. And uh, I'm sure they talk about it once or twice here and there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, you're a great user of the ball. I'm sure we can all agree on that. But I've always thought the greatest travesty in soccer is that you couldn't receive your own pass. Do you believe that about yourself? Uh, I've never thought about that, to be honest with you. Um, I would have had jokes over the years with strikers when I've crossed the ball and uh, put it on their head and they've missed it, where I've said I probably should cross it, run in and head it myself. But um, I've never actually thought about passing the ball to myself, so I can't really answer that one. But, uh, 
if you give me a bit of time, I'll, I'll probably stick with me just passing to other people and them enjoying the pass. You think you would have scored more goals if you were leading to yourself? Uh, well, I think if you go off my goal-scoring record over my time as a professional footballer, the answer would be no. Um, so I, I can't bullshit a bullshit. You weren't receiving the feed that you would have been giving yourself, mate. You would have, you'd be up on about 50 goals, mate. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I could have um, had this interview in prior to me missing two penalties against Wellington Phoenix in the Cup, but uh, this is unfortunately after that. So, I mean, um, I, I missed from, from, from the penalty spot twice, so I, I can't really be talking about goals now, can I? <laughs> Pretty cool. And uh, who would you say is one of our players to watch in our academy team? If you're putting a gun to my head and asking me to which to identify which player I think is good, uh, I'm going to have to say Rafa, Rafael Borges. You know, we've got a lot of young players coming through, but uh, he's one that's had a taste of it so far and, and, and shown that he's capable, but he's got to be patient. It's a hard team to break into. So he's got to bide his time, but also at the same time, you know, work work ever so hard every day in training to, to, to get that chance. Yeah. Well, well, those are my quick fire questions. So I'll hand it over to Jimmy to drive the rest of the interview. Okay, right. Well, just what we'll do, Scott, is we just have a quick game by game uh, with the boys here. You feel free to jump in with any thoughts you might have, and then at the end of it, we'll um, we'll put together a few selections and we'll get you to give us your charity charity selection. Um, Sounds good. So, so first, so only three games in the men's in the men's comp this this round. Saturday night or Saturday afternoon, we've got the Mariners at home to the Jets. Uh, that's uh, fourth versus ninth. Mariners coming off the win. Jets coming off the loss and a couple of draws. I think the Mariners will go on with it. Giuseppe? Yeah, agreed. Central Coast for me as well. Lovey? Yeah, starting to worry about the Jets a bit. I think they're um, starting to peter away. They're giving, starting to give a couple of goals away a bit more than what they'd like. So Mariners for me on that one, particularly at home. Yep, wheels are falling off. Uh, Saturday night, we're at Sydney. We're at Jubilee Stadium. Sydney FC, pretty hot favourites to beat the Raw. Sydney, obviously, surprising, isn't it? Sydney, two losses and a draw last three games, but the Raw are having a bit of a shocker. Still only played four games, the Raw. I'm actually going to predict the Raw to put up a draw here. One all. How do you boys see it? Um, I think Sydney will win this one. They've been doing pretty all right, and they're getting back to their winning ways. So, sit for me. Um, I think I speak on behalf of all Melbournians. I really hope Brisbane Moore actually get up and win this game, um, whether you're City or Victory. Um, nothing would be better than watch Brisbane actually uh, give it to Sydney on the weekend. Uh, I hope that's the case. Um, I guess best case scenario, that would be a draw. So, if Brisbane can walk away from a draw and keep, um, keep Sydney out of out of any sort of contention, that can only be a good thing. Yeah. Hey, Scotty, I know Lovey said the best game is the derby, but what's better, beating Victory or beating Sydney? <laughs> oh, good, yeah, good question. Um, oh, look, I think beating them both is pretty special, <laughs> but uh, you have to get, you have to go to it towards your closest rivals, and, and that's the victory. So um, I'll, I'll say equally uh, with, a, with the nose uh, of victory. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of Sydney bashing on the show. Okay, Saturday nights, we've got Adelaide at home, Cooper's Stadium. 
Uh, they're coming off a you know, bit of a rough, bit of a rough stretch as well, um, and they're at home to to you boys, to Melbourne City. Um, how do you see it, Giuseppe? Unfortunately, I think it will be a draw. Uh, the last time we played them, it was a draw as well. Um, I'd like to get your opinion on this one, Scotty, but it seems that down there at Cooper Stadium is a real advantage for Adelaide. We seem to struggle there. Would you agree with that? Um, well, I think if you look at the last game, you know, we were one kick away from, from winning there. Um, and that's the reality of it. You know, obviously, you know, it was a bit of a, a, a brain explosion. Um, but essentially, yeah, they've had the wood over there, over us there. Um, you yeah, know, FFA Cup victories and a few games. But, um, you know, when we look at it, uh, we enjoy the, the opportunity to go there and, and play against them. There's always a, a pretty good crowd. But in saying that, the, you know, the, the, the atmosphere is a little bit uh, less now because of the, the renovations they do to the, uh, the the other grandstand. So, look, um, yeah, we're confident that what we do is is going to match up and, and, and be able to get three points. It's about you know making sure we're concentrating for the whole whole game rather than just um, you know two or three minutes short. Yeah, look, yep. Melbourne's uh, look, City should win this. They've got they've got just too much. I think if they're firepower. Um, into overdrive, then they should win this at least 3-1 for me. Um, Adelaide were really plucky last week, getting the one all against us. Um, we didn't play great, but that's kudos to Adelaide. They defended very, very well. Um, they might try and do the same this week. I don't know. Um, I just think Mel- uh, City got so many options, particularly centre of the forward of centre. So um, if City start well, Early, I, I can see a three to four one win here easily. Um, Adelaide are just hanging on to their season at the moment as well, despite playing well last week. Yeah, I agree with you, Lovey. I think City after after the um, the Phoenix um, gave them a bloody nose in the FA Cup, FFA Cup, and a couple of draws most recently for City. I think they'll get the job done pick, pick down the Adelaide. In this four, pick the Kiwi. <laughs> Okay, and then uh, we, we've got the FFA Cup tonight, Sydney FC versus the Roy at Sydney again. Um, anybody anybody don't think Sydney will get it done tonight? I know Brisbane have got about 10 players out due to COVID. I, I was waiting for a phone call this afternoon to fly up there for them. So, um, oh, Sydney, yeah. Okay, then we've got the women's. So we've got uh, Saturday, we've got Adelaide versus Melbourne City. Giuseppe, how you seen it? Yeah, a bit of a double-header there. So I think Melbourne City will get up here. I think they can put two goals past Adelaide after their 4-0 defeat of Wellington uh, just last week. So, yeah, Melbourne City for me in the women's. Yeah. Hey, Scott, Scott, do you have any interaction with the women's? The women's players in the team? Um, not so much. Well, obviously, one being the big one being COVID. Uh, you know, we obviously share the, the same gym, um, but you know, we, we obviously take care and, and look at the results. And you know, throughout this season, they've been brilliant. You know, they've they've been um, a shadow of, of what they were last year. Sorry, they've been a lot better than they were last year. So they were, last year they were a shadow of what they could be. And I think that comes down to you know Rado getting a, a large slice of preseason and, and working with them. So. Anna Wilkinson seems to be um, a really good get, you know, scoring lots of goals, and, and that always helps the team. So, 
uh, you know, we, we're happy that the girls are doing really well, especially for the club championship, but also for, for them as a mm. as a group. How, how do you see it, Lovey? So the Saturday night matches, you've got Adelaide, Melbourne City, and then Sydney, Canberra. Uh, I've got City and unfortunately Sydney uh, winning winning those two games. I don't think Canberra's up to beating Sydney this week. Yeah, I'd go I'd go Sydney and Sydney and City. Giuseppe in the in the Sydney Canberra game, who do you have? Uh Sydney. Yeah. Okay, and then we've got the Sunday fixtures. We've got Wanderers versus the Victory, the Knicks versus the Raw, and Newcastle Perth. Um, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go victory. I'm going to go draw in the Knicks. The, 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 the Knicks women are trying very hard and they've got a lot of resources. So surely they're going to break this, you know, get a, get on the board at some point. And then I'll go Newcastle at home to Perth. How do you see those three, Giuseppe? Oh, I've got victory over Western Sydney. Uh, what was the other one? Brisbane yep. versus Wellington. Yeah, I've got Brizzy there. And I've got Newcastle defeating the glory. Okay, just uh, lovey. How do you, what do you think in the Sunday games? I've got the same as you, except I reckon the Knicks will get their first win of the year. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Not too. <laughs> that would be great. Okay, right, Scott. This is the time where we need you just to tell us your charity, and um, and we'll make some selections. Good man. I appreciate you you doing this. I'm I'm going to. Uh, Name the, the charity being Ronald McDonald House, um, you know, charity for, for obviously you know young kids who are, who are doing it very tough, but also the families who, who, who struggle with being able to continue their life, but also fund treatment for their kids. So um, it's a place for, for kids to stay and families to stay. So Ronald McDonald House for me, please. Brilliant. 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 Thank you. Okay, so we've got we've got four games with odds on them. Um, I'm gonna jump in. Or you jump in first of all, Giuseppe. What do you want? <laughs> Look, I'm gonna go for a Sydney win. That'll be mine. Yeah, Sydney to get over the roar. Okay, I'm gonna take the easy one, lovey. I'm gonna go Melbourne City to get the job done in Adelaide. We've taken oh. your bet there. <laughs> what are you gonna go, mate? So you've got, you've, yes. got the, you've got the Mariners and the Jets, or you've got Sydney and the Roar tonight. You can't, honestly, mate, the, the, the City Adelaide one, can you at least go on margin on that one? Go 3 1. Put the, put the money in the 3 a three 1 victory. Do okay. that. Do that okay. formula. Okay. 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 So, what are the other two games? Uh, you've got Central yeah. Coast versus the Jets yeah. at Central Coast. And then you've got tonight's game, Sydney versus the War. Yeah. Shut me down for a 2 0. Sydney City overall. 2 0 tonight in the FA Cup. Okay. Okay, superb. So we'll get those odds up, but we'll be sending $100 to Ronald McDonald House regardless, Scott. And But we'll put the $10 multi on uh, and I'll put that on Twitter as to what it's going to return. So, hey, just thanks so much, Scott, for coming on. Thank you very much, boys. You keep fighting a good fight and, um, and keep up the good work. Thanks, Thank mate. You. It's been an honour. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks boy, for taking your time out. Okay. Thanks, everyone. And uh, we'll chat next week. See you, boys. Go, Victory. Yeah.